Welcome to the Notes with Friends podcast, hosted by me, Jody Moore Lewis, where I interview women artists, creatives, and entrepreneurs about little notes of life, courage, wisdom, love, and curiosity. Excited for you to join the chat. Hello, happy Friday. And here we are, another episode in the works. Yay. <laughs> uh, I have to say, um, I've realized when going through and re-listening to the episodes and just kind of figuring out like the overall theme, I don't know if I should like call it out. Is that a thing? Keep you in the know. But I did record these episodes with a lot of my interviews earlier this year. It just helps, I think, with the editing process and getting it together and marketing it and just having them all scheduled out. So sometimes you might hear references to seasons and things that might be happening that aren't necessarily in the now. But I mean, I guess that's obvious. It's kind of hard to like stay on top of all of that when, I mean, it's just me. It's just me. Producer, content creator, interviewer, marketer (laughs) a single gal project um yeah so episode four I'm a little delirious right now I have to say it's been a really really exciting week heavy week work uh, in terms of workload but all beautiful amazing things it was our last week for tech and rehearsals because we open up today tonight at Two Roads for the Be Home Theater show. And we are almost completely sold out this weekend. So if you still want to come, grab your tickets. Uh, We also have next weekend, May 5th and 6th. But please come out, support local theater, support your actors, support the arts if you live in Los Angeles. Love to see you. I would love to meet you afterwards. And give very warm, gracious, grateful hugs. And... You can sign up for my newsletter too, Love Notes, but I will tell you that's on a pause for a little bit since I'm putting the podcast out. But I also, you'll get uh, reminders about this podcast, which is kind of cool. Gotta love Substack for that. So thank you so much for everyone who's been tuning in so far this each week. And once again, thank you for those who have reached out on Instagram, through text or in person that have listened. It means the world. It's so fun to be able to to support and uplift other women and listen to their stories and especially people that I do know in some ways and then I find out new things about them like that's really exciting for me too and I hope you really are getting something out of it that you're feeling inspired and motivated in your own life or just feeling a little less alone in this hustle and bustle kind of world I get so so just gobsmacked by all these women that I've had a chance to speak with so far this year and I'm so happy to continue to share with you. So thanks for listening. So for today's episode we have Claudia Casanova and I don't want to give away how we know each other. Maybe some of you already know if you follow me and or or my friend or family member. Claudia is so fun she's also a Virgo and we just we have a lot of similar taste but she is definitely a driving force in our relationship she's such a go-getter and social butterfly even though I know that eventually she'll claim that she's an intro extrovert which I do agree and I feel like I'm very similar in that aspect but she drives her path She forges her own path and we talk about that, how she doesn't pigeonhole herself. She keeps exploring different avenues within the design world, event world, fashion world, how she beautifully marries it all together. (laughs) Marries, no pun intended. Claudia Casanova is the compass for friends and neighborhood newcomers alike, offering up her must-visit boutiques, hidden gym restaurants, and hotel getaways. She was raised in the eclectic and ever-changing Highland Park neighborhood of Northeast LA. 
and Claudia has maintained a strong connection to her Latin roots as a tastemaker in the events and fashion industry. Those who work with her find a creative escape and instant best friend in Claudia's world. She really was an instant friend to me, and we're still friends to this day. So see how we met and see what Claudia is up to now. Claudia's gonna wear a dress. I know I couldn't figure out what to wear this morning because I was like, I want to wear a dress, but I'm having, I have a hard time doing cold winter fashion. It's not my, I peak in summer, like, but winter is very difficult for me. That's so funny because I feel like you're fly in all of your Instagram posts. No, but I was like, okay, I'm gonna wear this, but I have to wear like an accessory, so I put my glasses on to give it like a little, yeah, a little pop. something. Yeah, yeah. Even though it's a podcast, no one is yeah. seeing it, but. <laughs> But I, everyone, Just so you know what she's wearing. She's no. wearing a beautiful hot pink sweater and yes. awesome glasses. But it's funny because every time I see people, they're like, I wore a dress because of you. Like, <laughs> it happens a lot. It's kind of funny. <laughs> That's a good thing to be known for. Yeah. You're, I know. I became dress that. Up for you. I became the dress girl somehow. Yeah. Which I don't, I'm not mad about. I love it. <laughs> it's really, well, it's funny. Like, I'll go out with friends and people, like, will come up to me like, I love what you're wearing. I'm like, it's really interesting because I'm literally wearing one piece of clothes. But it seems, like, so elaborate. Some people, I'm like, oh, it's so easy. Just throw on a dress and people think, and some lipstick, and people think you're just, like, dressed up to the nine. That is so true. And you're like, I'm I'm like, this actually requires more work, putting pants in a top. It's, like, two steps. Like, I can't do that. Yeah, and you got to (laughs) constantly zip and pull down. A dress you just lift up and call it a day. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm going into bathroom jokes. (laughs) Um, Okay, well. I'm so happy you're here. I know I just said that, but thank you so much again for being a part of this. We've known each other for a very long long time. How long has it been now? Since like 2016, so whatever that math is. So six years or seven years? When was your wedding again? My wedding was 2017. Okay. Yeah. But we met in 2016. So it's been seven years. That's crazy. Yeah. I know. Oh my God. (laughs) Should we tell everyone how we met? Sure. Let's do it. So I was your wedding planner. Yes. (laughs) But now we've become friends. Yeah, the Virgos just like... Yeah, we just stayed together. We stayed together. It's kind of funny. I don't like people like when I meet, when I introduce you or hang out, I'm like, this is my... I'm like, she's my friend, but I met her through, you know, being my client first. Right, totally. We just completely clicked. I remember but going to But also helped because you moved to the east side. Yes, so yes. So it made us closer. Yeah, it did. It because did. in LA, it's like if you even live like 20 minutes away, it's like I'm never going to see you. No, there's like those greeting cards that are like, I love you so much, I'll cross the 405 for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like I'm never going to see you even move to the other side. No, but you do a really good job about with, with getting out. Like I feel like you're always out and about and immersing yourself in different parts of Los Angeles. And I feel like that really cultivates who you are and your aesthetic and a way to keep up with trends. And before Mm -hmm. we kind of get into that and like let them know more about the wedding planning and more about what you're doing now, I kind of want to back up and let everyone know where you're from and kind of how you started, how you kind of how you grew up. Like what was like little Claudia like? Well, okay. So I grew up in Highland Park, which is where you live now, which is really funny because a lot of my friends moved to the area that I grew up because it became like very, should I say gentrified? And I so, mean, it gotta okay. call it what it is. <laughs> it became gentrified. <laughs> but I moved out, I moved to Pat, like I grew up in Highland Park and I went, but I, and I also stayed in LA. I grew up in LA most of my life. I've never lived anywhere else. Um, but we'll talk about that later because I'm actually thinking about moving for the first time in my life. Um, <gasps> But I always thought L.A. was going to be my home, and this is where... I mean, I was born in Mexico, but I was raised in L.A. since I was six years old, and I was raised in Highland Park. Um, And the only other places I've lived are, like, Pasadena, which is right next to Highland Park, and now I live in Silver Lake. But a lot of my friends still live in Highland Park, so I'm always coming back here, and there's so much, like, newness coming to the city, so... Obviously, I'm always coming back because I want to check it out. And I feel like a lot, con- like very connected to this town, you know, because that's where I grew up. And I always wonder, like, I wonder if I would be coming back as often if it was like not changing as quickly 
And I don't, I feel like I still actually, I would love, maybe if it wasn't so gentrified, I would love to move back here, but now it's just so expensive. You know, it's very expensive. Um, but yeah, that's how, where I grew up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, how do you think Los Angeles being here for so long and a few decades, like how did living here kind of bring you into your aesthetic? Because I feel like you started in fashion, right? Mm -hmm. So what kind of got you excited about that? I've always been into fashion. I didn't go to like fashion school or I'm lying. I did actually go to, <laughs> I'm lying. And I went for a short time um, in Pasadena. I was going to get my fashion degree. Um, but then I realized that I'm not a good sewer. Um, I think we think fashion, like you have to make clothes mm -hmm. because that's what we thought like growing up, like, Oh, if you want to be in fashion, you have to be like a designer. So I went to school for that and I'm just not, even though I'm good at aesthetics and like, I didn't realize I was artistic until I was older because growing up Latina, it's not something that like your parents push on you. But now I look back in my youth and I was like, oh my God, like I was always into this. I should have really like pushed more into this. But I thought you were supposed to go to business school or like things like that more. What is it like? Like the checklist, like yeah, the things like, society expects of exactly. you to get like Teacher, the degree. doctor, business. So I didn't really hone into like my interest in fashion until I got older, until I started doing the job that I'm into now. Um, where I was like, oh, like I, you can make a living out of doing some of these things, you know, but I didn't know that when I was younger. Um, so I didn't go to fashion school, but I did dabble in it like a little bit. And when I went to Pasadena college for a design degree, um, yeah, but I've always, it's weird. Like if you think about your childhood, like I was always into clothes and into fashion. I mean, I still have a huge box of magazines that I've kept for years I used to collect like vintage vogues and like I used to go to school and then I would go to the magazine um stands and just like pick up L magazines from the UK and I still have all of those but I didn't really think I just thought it was something I liked I never thought it was a job right you know yeah it is it is really interesting because like I feel like unless you see it you mm. can't really believe it's possible like you mm. won't like I feel very similar in, like, how I navigated my childhood. It felt very narrow-minded. And I'm sure being, yeah. you know, Latina and not even a white person, you probably didn't see a lot of I didn't know anybody that was, like, and, in, like, worked in design. I didn't know anything like yeah. that. Like, I didn't know that world whatsoever. Because I was also, like, first, I guess, like, no generation. Like, I was the one making, you know, me and my sister, we grew up in Highland Park. We were the ones our careers would be like kind of like the first careers in our like family in a sense, like whatever, like I didn't have any other, other um, cousins or older cousins or anything like that where I'm like, Oh, they're doing this. And I just, we were the ones first creating our own jobs. So it basically came from scratch, you yeah, know, whatever. You had to pave your own way. Yeah, exactly. I didn't have any examples. Like almost women that I grew up with, like they were, stay at home moms. Cause that's what Mexican, you know, traditional Mexican women did. So I didn't know any, a lot of women with careers growing up. When do you think, so what led you, I've first knew you as a wedding planner. What kind of led you into that? Was there like a time in between college to yeah. starting? So that when job? I was going to college, I worked at a car dealership, which is very funny. Um, I worked <laughs> at a car dealership, um, because it was just, I honestly made good money. Like I worked in their office and then I finished college and I was like, okay, I want to do something with design. Like I had never worked with any kind of design. So I got a job with this, um, this like betting company. It was like, they were trying to be parachute. This is like 20 years ago. They were ahead of their time. <laughs> yeah. But also like, it was also during the time where your boss, like it was a really bad company, but it was the first company that I, I ever worked at after college. So I just thought this is the way it was. And now I look back and I'm like, this was so wrong. Like a lot of things that I, the boss was horrible. He was rude to his um, employees. There was always people getting fired and hired. And I was like, is this the way corporate life is? This is horrible. Like it was, I got fired from that job, which was like, I had never had been fired from anything. And, but it was also a blessing because it pushed me at the time I was devastated. Right. But then from, cause I got fired from that job, 
I was looking for another job and my, um, my sister was, this is a very long story, but my sister's <laughs> boyfriend at the time was in a band with this woman called Belinda and she was also had a clothing line and she was looking for someone to help her and she had never had an employee and she was looking for someone to help her. And I was like, my sister was like, do you want to interview for this? And I was like, yeah. So anyways, I ended up becoming her first employee and she had just started her, her clothing line. Um, and I just became like her full-time assistant. So because I got fired, I was able to like kind of pivot from that. And I just worked with her for about seven plus years. Wow. Yeah, it was. So when I got hired from her, she had just got picked up by Nordstrom and she didn't have any help. So she was looking for someone to help her. So then she grew her line and I was like along with the ride with her. So where that happened is that when I was working for her, I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do, even though like I didn't think this was going to be like my final job. So at the time, like blogging had just started and I was like, there wasn't that many bloggers. Um, mm -hmm. It was like very few blogs. You would go online and like follow your favorite blogs. And stuff, was this like, like 2010s? Yeah. Like uh, what, like what kind of like popular blogs were there? Mm, I remember I like cupcakes and cashmere. Yeah, yeah. Like it was very like few blogs. Yeah. So you would just bookmark the blogs that you liked and you would go into, when you get to work, you would check the blogs, you know? Um, and people would always be like, you should be a blogger. And I was like, I think I was like 27 and I was like, I don't want to be a blogger. Like that's just, I can't do it. But people kept pushing me to do it. So then I was like, okay, I'll try it. So that's where the whole like Casanova Darling thing came from. So I started this blog called Casanova Darling but then I just was like, I was 27 and I felt like I still hadn't lived a lot and I felt very superficial just talking about myself all the time. <laughs> um, and I was like, I don't think I could do this. Like, I don't want to talk about like me every day. Like, that's just not who I am. So at the time, my boss was about to get married and she was looking for someone to help her with her wedding. So I've never been like a wedding person. I've never like thought about getting married. It was like not even in my radar um, but I did look at a few wedding blogs. It was two. It was called Green Wedding Shoes and Sell Me Pretty. And I would just look at them because they were like, not because I wanted to get married, just because I liked the aesthetic of it. Um, so when she was about to get married, she was looking for someone to help her. And, she's, and we worked so close together and we had become close friends and we have, we were very much into the same things. And her wedding was like one of the first weddings that was like out of the box um, like her bridesmaids wore unmatched, um, dresses. Like it was just very out of the box. She wore a pink dress. Oh yeah. I remember like, we were like when Stefani did her pink dress. So she wore a pink dress. So, and it was at union station in downtown. Beautiful. So in that space, you have to bring everything in. And she's like, can you help me? And I was like, yeah, I could help you. So I helped her with her wedding and it got a lot of eyes because it was so out of the box. And then like got featured in the magazine and from that wedding, she had referred me to another friend to help her. And, I, and then I did that wedding. And then at that second wedding, somebody was like, oh, do you do this? And I was like, oh, I guess I could do this. And because I had like Casanova Darling, I was just like, let me just use this word as a spinoff. So I just did one Darling Day because at the time it was okay to be called like a day of coordinator. Um, so I was doing like day of coordinating, which I don't use that word anymore because it's not, it's a lot more work than one day. <laughs> oh yeah, you did a lot. Yeah. Well, I think I did like a long, larger package yeah, than that, yeah. but yes, you so did then, a lot. Yeah. So I did a spinoff of Casanova Darling and then I just started doing weddings on the side. I did a Craigslist ad. It was like also when there was like no Instagram, nothing. Um, and I was like charging maybe like $500. Um, and I was just doing that on the side, but still working with her. So then it just kept growing and growing. And it was still something that I never thought I was just doing it as like a side hustle, but not thinking it was going to become like what I was known for, you know? And you were still working. And with I was still working with her. her. And then there was a point where I had been working with her for a while, but it was like time for me to go. Cause I had been there for a long time and I still didn't have a website and I was about to like quit working with her. And my friend, um, was going to help me build my website. And I was like, Hey, I'm quitting my job. Um, I need a website. I don't have a wedding website. It's only Craigslist. And I need to get this website going because I'm going to still look, I was still in the mindset that I was going to quit and look for another job, but have my wedding stuff on the side. 
So I quit and I built this website. Well, he built it. It was a very like generic wedding website. Nothing that I would do now. Um, because I just thought that's what you did. Like you just build a template, you know? Yeah. Um, so then I built this site and I still was like thinking I'm going to find another job, but I did it. Like I just kept doing weddings and they kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it wasn't, I didn't build my real website until like three years ago when I was like, okay, I guess I'm like, <laughs> even after doing weddings for like five plus years, I was like, okay, I guess I'm doing weddings. Like, and that's when things changed for me when I accepted that this was going to be the thing. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do it like the way I want to do it. So that's when I rebranded and I made like a whole new website. I made it very much like my aesthetic. I started doing more Instagrams like me and like more storing and putting my face on the camera. I got really comfortable talking on my Instagram stories. And that's when I also started doing more like my fashion stuff on there and like showing people more like my personal style. So I think that's when things like really shifted because I started getting the clients that like aligned with my aesthetic and people were like, oh, I like because a lot of the times my brides will book me based on like my social media, whatnot. But then they'll still continue to follow me because they're like, oh, you not only do weddings, like you do other cool stuff that I'm into. And like you go to all these places, kind of like what you said. Um, like I, So they still follow me years after finishing their weddings because I'm not only like throwing weddings down your throat. You know what I mean? Like yes. I'm into a lot more things. Like I love what weddings have brought me, but I'm so into like much more. Like I'm much more than weddings basically. You are. You yeah. are. I always say you're just like everything aesthetic that is like Claudia Casanova. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I I want to say too, like, first of all, when you quit the job, did you have like any savings or was it like a leap of faith? Like, I'll just have to find another well, job? I already or? had. That's a good question because I always feel like sometimes when we, I hear these podcasts, people don't talk about like... um like how the money they had saved up. Like, yeah. it's not that easy, you know? Right, like quitting your job and then, you know, you're like, this is still a side hustle. I still need to make money. Like, where yeah, did that, yeah. like, faith well, come Well, I in? think also, I so I with weddings, it's like you book so far in advance. So I had already weddings booked up. So I was like, I have these weddings already booked up for the rest of the year. So I have some money coming in. So when I quit, I'll have money coming in from the weddings that I booked in advance. So I knew that. But also quitting allowed me to book more events because I wasn't trying to do two jobs at the same time, you know? Mm -hmm. Because I think, honestly, I think what happened is that some clients were getting, like, not upset, but they're like, hey, like, I was answering emails late at night because that's when I would get home from work. And I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I want to be more focused, like, have you answer emails during the day with my clients. So that's when I decided to quit because I was like, I feel like this is hurting my business, you know? So... I already had money coming in from those weddings and I knew if I quit, I would be able to get more because I would have time to reply to inquiries quicker and like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. book things quicker. I love, I love how it like completely yeah. opened up for you. That's so cool. And like, I also found you from word of mouth. Oh, you did? I don't remember. Yeah. I, this was when I worked at Oh Fudge, which was like the upscale Chuck E. Cheese for rich moms. Oh my god, is that the one on um, Melrose? Yes, yeah, it's yeah, no yeah, longer yeah. open anymore, unfortunately. But, I remember that. But I met Jessica there from Art of Style? Yeah, Art, and Art and Soul. Art, Art and Soul. Soul, yes. And I just was telling, I had just gotten engaged and I was talking to one of the hosts and Jessica had eight there and she was like, I'm a wedding planner, reach out to me. And so I was like, fate like kind of like that and I was like these are the dates I think we just signed for the fig house which also happens to be in Highland Park and she was already booked that date and she gave me two names yours and someone else's oh that's cool whose website I did not like but I think this was just (laughs) your generic website and I liked it so much okay there was something about once again I just come back to that word aesthetic where I was like she's intriguing and then I remember like we set a date to like go eat which yeah. is like what we do best together. Oh, yeah. oh that's right. We went to eat in um, West Hollywood. Yeah, which you is came like, to meet me. Yeah, because you lived on that side of town. Yeah, I remember we had like awesome fried chicken or like <laughs> fancy fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. And we like got drunk and had a blast. Well, and I was I think- like, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> I think with weddings, it's like, I think sometimes people are like, they'll email me and they're like, what's your price? And I'm like, if you're doing that, then I'm not your person. I think you really need, it's such a personal day. And you really need to find someone that matches your aesthetic, like what you're into, 
where you like to go eat, how you dress. Like if they're into the same things, then they're probably going to be able to execute your wedding to your taste level as well. So I'm very lucky because my brides tend to be like more artistic and like into style and or maybe they're like, I'm not there, but I like what you have. So it's like, I want you to bring your style into this, my wedding. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's sometimes I don't like when people, and I get everyone's on a different budget, but I think you should definitely try to find someone that is more aligned with your, you know, your personal own style. Like if you are into, you know, shab chic or like more into country stuff, then I'm probably not your person. Are you, if you're into more like glitzy glam, like I don't know, like if you're super into brands and like flashy stuff, then I'm probably not your gal because, you know, yeah, you got to find who like matches you. Yeah. I felt like you matched me perfectly. And <laughs> we you do still... have a lot. We still have a lot of things in common. Yeah, we do. And I, but I also felt like your personality, like I, I like could not get across always like what exactly I wanted but I felt like you were able to see it in my mind's eye and like articulate it so beautifully I'm like yes Claudia that is exactly what I want yeah. because it really became like it really was the most perfect day and we did some like scrappy things too yeah, like would, we went to the Rose Bowl and I still have some of those cool 1920s like the cake platter I bought oh that's right and, we did a Rose Bowl trip yeah we but that was stores. all like your ideas and so I'm kind of wondering like I mean I know my wedding was five plus years but ago but I do think your wedding I mean it's still pretty like classic I don't feel like it looks dated no not at all like I felt it felt like I was trendy in my own way but yeah I felt very like I didn't want to go too over the top because I wanted to be pretty classic yeah yeah but it, yeah but but we also got a feature from it we remember we, we got a big feature green from wedding it. shoes yeah yeah we which got, was the which one was you funny. mentioned from the I know, beginning which is but... like the ones that I used to like look at when I was like barely starting you full know? circle yeah it's kind of funny yeah <laughs> um so from wedding planning I I know early on you were telling me mm -hmm. how because you like things <laughs> <laughs> well like when you plan weddings and stuff you're so particular with the things even that the rentals and stuff yeah you yeah. know like you 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 like design and you're very intentional with the designs that you choose and I remember you telling me, like, you always want it, like, a little boutique. Like, you want it to sell a lot of the designs that you like. And you did over the pandemic. Yeah. You and... So I opened a small boutique called Bonita Bodega during the pandemic. Because I've always wanted my own store. On top of still wedding planning. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at the time, there was... Because of the pandemic, right, everything, true. like... I was dealing with a lot on other things. Like, it was, like, the world was ending, basically. And my business, like, came to a complete halt. My last wedding was March... I think it was like March 15th. It was like the week that the shutdown was about to happen. And I had one more wedding and we just like squeezed it in because we knew it was coming. And then I didn't do weddings for like a year or so. And then the ones that I did in 2021 were all pandemic weddings. And we were like literally trying to figure out, can we do it? It was always like, can we do it? Can we not do it? Um, so last, this last year was the full, the first, this, yeah, 2022 was the first time the first year that I'd done like just normal weddings back again. But during the pandemic, my other girlfriend, she also lost her job and I always wanted to have a store and she worked in retail for a long time. That's how we met. And she also wanted to have a store. So I was like, let's do this. Like we don't, I mean, this is the time. And it was great because all eyes were on us. I got to do like a store that was very much like my style, like the colors that I love and, you know, bringing my culture in, um, and it was great. Like we did it for two years and we're still doing it. We're right now like in a, what is it like? Transition. Like transition. Yeah. Just because things are different. Like, you know, before we had all eyes on our us, we had a little storefront and now we're kind of back to our full-time job. So it's like, we're trying to figure out how we could devote some time to this and like grow it. And it was, it was good. I needed to get it out of my system because I always want it. And now that I've done it, I'm like, okay, I know what it is to have a store do I want to still continue this, you know? So we're still doing it. It's just we're in a transition phase. But I also want to build a store for weddings, like just wedding merchandise and like things that people always ask me, kind of like an anthropology for weddings. Mm -hmm. 
they do have a store. I'm like, <laughs> it's called Beholden. Beholden, yeah. Yeah, but I wanted to make it not so wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying Everything to. Everything had like extra frills on, yeah. on it. Yeah, and I went I'm like, there. I wish I want to do this, but for my website. Yeah. Because I love weddings, but I do think it's like, it's just like anything. It's like you put your time and you're like, okay, like I did what I had to do, but it's time for me to move on, you know? Mm-hmm. And. It's time for me to do, like, the next thing, and I'm trying to figure out what that is. I'm always going to do some sort of weddings. I mean, I'm doing them now, but I'm kind of slowly doing less of them and just doing the ones that I absolutely love or, like, you know, that I'm really inspired to do, and I'm trying to find some other thing that I want to put my energy into, which I think could be the online store for weddings. Um. So, yeah. And so... With the weddings and also with your store at the moment, you have you you have such a good way of networking. I feel like you have a really amazing team that you constantly work with, with like flowers and and DJs, but also like with your store, the artisans that you found, even from Mexico, that yeah. made those beautiful floral hand wax candles. Mm-hmm. And how do you seek that out like what it, do you have a strategy of like how you like pretty, find or is it kind of um, how your wedding planning happened and it's just kind of organic I've always been like a seeker like I'm <laughs> such a seeker which is funny because I I think I like I I must have um on like what is it GoDaddy or like I bought the dot com called seeker because I love that word uh-huh. um I'm always like seeking things that inspire me and the good thing about LA, and I always say this, is that LA is the only place you can make nothing out of some. What is it? Some what is something it? out of nothing. nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something out of nothing, and that's one thing I love about here. Like you could be whatever you want to be, even though it's like in other places it would not make sense, but somehow it makes sense here. So there's always people making new things, innovating, and it's just like I'm always there's always something to find here. So I'm so inspired by like what people do and like artisans and yeah. And you share that. You put that on your I'm definitely not a gatekeeper. I wish I was, (laughs) but I'm so not a gatekeeper. No, but I think that's why people still follow you. I know, but I'm like, oh my God, I share so much. I mean, share the things that like I'm into, but I'm so not a gatekeeper whatsoever. (laughs) Well, let's go back to sharing because I find you... Very authentic, because I know you, mm-hmm. you're such a bubbly seeker yeah. that I feel like you are the same person in life than that you are on Instagram, oh, which cool. makes sense why you share so much, you know, because you're always like out and about and, and finding new things and look new designs and, you know, so how do you feel? I mean, maybe you don't feel this way because you're like, I share too much, but like, how do you try to stand out on Instagram or do you even think about that? Or do you I don't think about think that, about being well, authentic? I don't have like a huge following. I honestly think that I would have a bigger following if I gave more in a sense. Like I'm actually a very private person. Um, and people would be surprised of that, but I'm extremely private and I'm actually more like an introvert extrovert. Mm-hmm. I think you're like that too. I am. Yeah. Um, I I love my alone time. Yeah, like I'm actually a lot. And that's why I think I'm able to like search for so many things because I'm, I do a lot of the searching on my own, like by Mm -hmm. myself. And that's how I'm able to get like so much information because I'm alone a lot of the time. Um, but what was, I was going to tell you something. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) but no, you said something. Oh no, because I don't actually have a huge following. Like I know other people that have like really large followings and for me that kind of overwhelms me. Like I don't like, I like my little like 5,000 followers because it feels close and they know me really personally. And I feel like when you get to have so many followers, like I don't know how people do that. It feels like so overwhelming for me. And I do think that I would have a large, a larger following if I was like intentionally trying to get followers, like trying to make, I don't know, like, giveaways and like Mm. all that stuff and I don't I give my information like freely not with a incentive in a sense you know what I mean um because I think it over I started would feel more like a job and I just kind of do it because I like to do it you know like yeah it comes naturally if I don't want to share I'm not doing it but if I feel um 
Like if I feel good that day and I feel like positive, I'm like, I want to share this, you know, but it's not because it's my job, you know, yeah. I think if I felt more like my job and I was like, had over 10,000 followers and I have to keep up this thing, then it would feel a little bit not as fun. It's kind of going back to like, I don't want to blog. I don't want to be an influencer. <laughs> yeah. The same thing. Yeah. Oh gosh. I do. Cause you, you do for me share a lot and I love, like you're one of the first stories that pop up cause I watch them the most and I do when I'm out, like, I'm like, I like when Claudia shares, why don't I share more? Because I do find you so authentic, but I think I just like, I don't know. I think I just feel like I'm trying too hard. Yeah. I don't know what no, it no, is. No, but that's yeah. I think it's funny because it's like what makes people that have large followings, I'm like, what makes them different? I'm like, they share... Um, how you were saying it feels unauthentic, but I feel like you have to almost do it that way to get more fall. You have to kind of break the wall. Mm-hmm. And I still feel like I still have that wall in a sense. Okay. Like you have, to, I've seen the people that have large followings and I'm like, what? I'm like, they're literally sharing everything. Like, which sounds exhausting and no boundaries. And <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I don't think I could do that. Like they share waking up and it's like the whole thing. I'm like, my, I just cannot. I need some boundaries. Like, I need to be able to feel like... I need privacy. So, I think that's why I've been very, like, on the nose about it or, like, not really... I haven't broken that wall where it's, like, constantly sharing all the time because I know I need my privacy, in a sense. Even though it seems like I'm super public, I'm actually, like, a lot more private. Well, you make... You take really beautiful (laughs) photos and you know with your design eye how to take those photos. And that's what keeps it intriguing and interesting. And I think that's what's going to keep you going in all these different directions. And... And you travel a lot too. So how does that influence, like, does that influence any of your event designing or like things that you purchase for the shop or things that you'll do in the future? Yeah, like, when I that... travel, I mean, I don't, I've, and there's still so many other places I want to go to. I mean, I want to go to Italy this year. I've never been to Italy, um, but I love to get lost. Um, it's like my favorite thing to do and just yeah. get lost and wonder. I think sometimes, um, that when you're traveling or even in LA, if you get lost, you get scared. But I think I'm such a good sense of direction because I'm always getting lost. Because then you'll like figure out, you know, a new place or a new thing. So I'm always like, I try not to use my Google Maps so much sometimes just because I want to see if I could figure out how to get home without it and see if I could find something on the way. Um, so when I travel, I try to do the same thing. I just give myself... I'll give myself an itinerary because I'm super planner like that, (laughs) but then I'll put like blocks in the itinerary, like just want, I call it like wandering time or like, you know, free time where you just like, you need kind of need that. Do you think that because I view you as someone who's always like immersing themselves in something, do you think the wandering time is like kind of where you feel like that meditative rest? Like a reset of your energy because it's just for you versus like putting it out there. Yeah. And another thing I've done, which I like, I don't post in like real time. I try to be when I'm doing something like I just try to be in the moment. Um, because I think when Instagram first started, everybody was posting in real time. And now if I do stuff, if I'm like at a museum or something like a beautiful architectural home, I just let it in and like take pictures and videos and I just enjoy it for the moment And then, like, hours, hours later when I'm at home and there's nothing to do, then I'll post. Because I I don't want to post in the moment. Like, I feel like I just want to be in the moment. Yeah. I mean, now that there wasn't stories on Instagram in the past, and now the stories feel very immediate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they don't have to be. No. And I I still enjoy all your stuff. And now we have to do TikToks, too. (laughs) Which I still haven't. I mean, I've kind of dabbled, but that's another... Breaking the wall thing, I have to push. Yeah. How do you feel about TikTok? I, it's interesting. I have some girlfriends who do it and they love it. I, in my mind, I, I can't get over the fact that it feels like a Gen Z thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel, but I also, like I said, I feel like that with Instagram. Like I'm, feel like I'm trying too hard. So it must just be a Jody thing. I'm just, <laughs> I need to just like get but over the But I do think that it's like there's a wall. Like I call it the, is it the fifth wall? Is that what it is? When you break the wall. The fourth wall. The fourth wall. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what, the fifth, the fifth dimension, <laughs> the fourth <laughs> wall. <laughs> I do think that I'm like, what, what makes these people so popular? Like they just, you have to break that. And it's hard because I haven't broken that wall. 
from TikTok, I'm still like, you know, figuring that out because I feel like that's even more raw. Like if you want to, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. But I feel like it's also clouded with like dances and memes and voiceover things. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But what do you think TikTok will bring for you, though? Like, if you break into I it. want... I, okay, so I have a funny thing. It's like, because TikTok constantly is like, you know all these people. These are people who are on TikTok and your contacts. Like, I don't want any of my friends... I don't want to follow any of my friends on, t- on TikTok. I want to follow, like, no, like, people that I don't know. Because I feel like... I think it, Facebook is the people that... All the people you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like your close, close friends. Then Instagram was kind of like a little bit of half and half. And, but I feel like TikTok for me, it's like, I just want it to be completely anonymous. Like almost like, I don't want to know anybody when people, they constantly I'm like, no, I don't stop recommending people. I know I don't want to follow any of those people. I want it to be like some random person from Italy that I love what she does. Like, yeah, I just want to be inspired by like people outside of my circle, basically. That's a cool way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah, so you're like, friends, I'll see you on the gram. <laughs> yeah, I'll see you on Facebook. We'll see you in real life. This is not, this TikTok is not for that for me. Okay. It's like random thing. I don't know. It feels safer in a sense. Yeah. I don't know. Not, not, like the people you know, you're like, no one I know is looking at me do this, so I can just try it out. <laughs> exactly. And then now you're added a, an additional thing on top. You're, do, know, you're doing, still doing events, but just yeah. different kinds of events. Yeah. So I'm helping this restaurant company um, with their events. So that's a new thing that I started, and which is great. And then I'm working on that this year. And I want to work on the store for One Darling Day. And I mean, I also like in a couple of years, maybe like in five, I want to write a book or do something like that. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot. I mean, you have all these ideas and you will bring them to fruition like you did your store. And so, but I also want to talk about the food thing because you love food. It's like a love. I think you're like <laughs> me. Like it's a love language. Yeah. Like it just makes you so happy. And so is that kind of how you segued into doing events for a restaurant? What's a vegetarian restaurant? restaurant? I'm not vegetarian. It's vegan, right? No, it's like... Just vegetarian? It's vegetarian. It could be vegan. There's vegan options. I'm, okay. I mean, I'm a, like, I love... If I could be a veggie, I would be a mushroom any day. <laughs> um, But I'm not... Like, I didn't get into this job because of the food like them. I just really like their company and it's like really fun and they're already pretty established. So I wanted to see kind of like, I also wanted, you get so comfortable in your, you know, I've been doing my own thing for such a long time and I got so comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm like the, I'm like con- in control of my destiny in a sense, you know, or like I'm in control who comes in. But with this, it's like, oh, like I have coworkers and it's kind of nice to like meet people outside of my circle and push myself to be like, oh, I could do other things. I think sometimes when you become an entrepreneur, you, you kind of like, it is good because obviously you're doing everything for yourself and you have to, you're the one that has to wake up and be like, I'm going to get all this work. No one's telling you what to do. So it's very, you have to push yourself every day because that's the way you're going to make money. But I think for me, it's like getting a job right now with other people. It's been nice because you get out of your bubble. Like I've created a bubble and I'm like, oh, not everyone's doing what I'm doing. Like, there's so many other people. There's so many opportunities. Like, there's so many different types of jobs. So it was nice to, like, it's nice to get out of my little bubble and, like, meet people outside of, like, the wedding world, you know? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. And then, like, your book. My Can, book? It's, like, Let's not, manifest it. Let's manifest it. Even, <laughs> it's just a thing that I've thought about. Yeah. Well... Okay, well then we'll stay tuned for the book. Yeah, it's not, <laughs> Next actually, podcast episode. But actually this episode. podcast is like very, I'm like, oh, this is, maybe I should go into this. Like, it's kind of yeah. cool. It's kind of cool. I mean, you have so many stories. You've met so many different people in the wedding world and now you're expanding outside the wedding world. I feel like you'd have some really amazing chats with them. Yeah, I would love to have like, I want to, I love celebrity, like love. <laughs> <laughs> but also just like, I've always... 
I never, I'm not, obviously I'm not married, obviously, like nobody. (laughs) (laughs) If you did not know. I'm not married. (laughs) Uh, But it's never something, I never did weddings because I was like, oh my God, I want to get married. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But I love the women. Like, I love my brides. And I think, like, I think that's the part I enjoy the most. Like, I think what I enjoyed the most from wedding is, like, getting to know people. I love people's stories. Like, that is just the most interesting thing to me and I think from the weddings I realized I'm like I love women and like their stories and I love their love stories but I wish growing up I would have had again like I didn't have any role models when it came to like careers you know and I didn't have any role models when it came to like different types of relationships like I just knew everybody was married and that was (laughs) it like I didn't know like women that had amazing love stories or like that didn't fall into the traditional um you know, go to school, get married, do like, that's all I knew. So now that I'm older, it's like, and I get to meet so many women and like their stories and like, like, I wish I would have known this. I wouldn't have felt so like pressured to feel like you have to get married and do all this stuff. You know, like there's people that didn't get married and they're totally fine. And there's people that didn't have kids and it's totally fine. So I kind of like want to dive into that more. Um, because I feel like I never got told that story when I was growing up. Like, I always felt very odd growing up because I wasn't very into relationships. Like, I had boyfriends, but it was very hard for me. Um, and now I'm like, I wish I would have had other role models when it came to, like, romance. Because I never felt comfortable in that world. And now I wish I'd have had that growing up, you know? Yeah. No, I, I could not agree more. And I think even... We talked, you talked about it, yeah. With yeah, your, even with, but even... Even more for you, like, and you when you grow up in, like, in a smaller town, or like in or a... Or just the South. Yeah, the South, <laughs> that's what I meant. South, a.k.a. smaller town. The thing <laughs> is, I got married for, like, old in the South, but it was pretty you young for You were so LA. young! <laughs> but in the yeah. South, is considered old. Yeah, I mean, I joke. I know I'm not the only one who got married in their late 20s in the South, but... Um, but I think... Just being women, even though we can be so progressive in our mindset and feminist and open, there still is like this deep rooted pit of what society shoved down our throats at a young age, which is yeah. how, I mean, I how you're even... supposed to live your life and how you're supposed to be and look and all these things. And it's... Yeah, but I, I was even telling you that, like, no matter how many things I do, which is fine, like, every I do think partnership and like... It's a beautiful thing to find someone that you could share your life with. I'm not saying I don't want those things. But I also think that as women, like, we put so much more importance into that. And no matter how many things I accomplish, I could write, like, a Nobel Prize book. But if I get a boyfriend tomorrow, it'll be, like, the best thing I've ever done. And I'm like, wait, I just wrote this amazing book. Like, how come I didn't get as much praise for that? I just think we put way too much in women, like, value of having a relationship. And it's, like you're not worthy until you have a relationship. And I'm like, that kind of sucks, you know, because I feel like I'm more than just a relationship. You are way <laughs> more than just a relationship. I am way more than just my relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think yeah. we want to hear this podcast because I just think, <laughs> well, how many stories have we heard of like white men and their like repetitively over the past decades, centuries. Like we can tell as many women's stories in many different ways and continue to talk about it because yeah, I mean, this is for the future for all the little girls that are growing up. I don't want them to, to feel that way, but like it, it still is. It's still a thing. still. I mean, I see it all the time where like people, the whole like engagement thing on social, it's like the, no matter what I'm like, wow. Like, I mean, obviously I'm happy for everybody, but I wish we could be happy for women for other things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm, I want to write a book about that. And I want to hear, like, I would love to have, like, Tracy Ellis Ross on my, you know, she's never been married and I, and she's never had kids. And I'm like, I would love to hear her love stories. I would love to hear about, you know, those things. Like she, to me is so like, obviously everyone has their own thing. I don't know her privately, but she's a, like, I love her style. She's full of life. She's always having so much fun. She's always doing things for herself. And I'm like, I would love to know about her history and love. Yeah. 
Well, Tracy, if you're listening. I know, Tracy, I want to have you. She's so cool. She really is. Yeah. She really is the badass. So she's probably your biggest role model? Not my biggest, but I do like her a yeah. lot. She's a role model just because I like how she's so fucking sexy and like, you know, she's in her 50s and she's still like, you know, it's just yeah. fucking cool. Yeah. Like, we don't, I don't, you don't have to be a wife. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We are more than housewives, ladies. (laughs) We're more than housewives, ladies. (laughs) And if you want to be that, that's cool. It's cool. Whatever you want. But the whole point is, like, be who you want to be and be your own person. Yeah. You can still be married and do, I'm not dissing marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Obviously, you're a wedding planner. Yeah, I'm not. Like, I think it's beautiful to find a partner. I actually think it's a lot, a lot harder. And I think it's beautiful when people me and find their person you know but I also think there's so much more to us than just that a fucking man (laughs) (laughs) okay well thank you so um that was good that was so good can you let everyone know yeah that was great can you let everyone know where to find you so they can um especially because the Oscars well this will come out after the Oscars so never mind but you have to follow her for all of her um should I do TikToks I was thinking about doing that I don't know do whatever you want. Where can <laughs> people to, find I to, you? I have to break the fourth wall. Break that fourth wall. Oh my gosh. Um, my Instagram is Casanova One S Darling. Um, that's mostly where I post a lot of this stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. you'll have links to like my wedding things from there, and then my store, and my other things that I'll be yeah. working on. And I'll put the links in the show notes. Too. Yeah. So I end every episode with a passing of the note. Oh a pass my God. the note. What's um. The, <laughs> whole technical difficulties um so my previous guest sends me a little love note to pass to you oh I love that so Erica who was the intuitive she's an intuitive life coach and um facilitates plant medicine journeys she actually did like a little channeling of her own for you oh I love this oh sweet sister please for the love of god live your life fully Bask daily in the divine magic of this human experience. Dance to the very edge of what you believe you're capable of. And leap courageously into the unknown. Take inventory of your life. Take ownership of your role. Slow down. Like, really slow down. Slow down so much that you can feel the nourishment of your own breath in your veins. Listen for the whispers of your own wisdom. And when you hear it, trust it. Sing loudly. Accept fully. Live openly love deeply that's crazy because i feel like it's exactly what i was like it's almost we- it's exactly what i was like trying to say yeah it's so weird <laughs> it's been so cool like i love doing this because it's an it's wild how like i feel like she wrote that perfect. for me she did write it for you she doesn't even know you <laughs> yeah i know that's so weird yeah. can i have that can you send that to me i'll forward it to you <laughs> i love you so much you so much i'm so proud of you thank you Thank you so much for listening to Notes with Friends, hosted by me, Jody Moore Lewis. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. It will help boost the show in the charts. Also, I'd like to give a shout out to Robopop, Dan Emilio, for my music. So stay tuned next week for another chat. See you soon. <laughs>